Marshall slides it around the rim. He's got Eichel, top of the left circle, closing in. He shoots, he scores! Jack Eichel, power play goal! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Locke looks up, taps it back to Donov in the middle, he shoots, he scores! Jubilation! Vegas in overtime! Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Stanley Cup Final, we've got dates for you, plural, as in two. Potential starting night for the championship series of the National Hockey League will be either Wednesday or next Saturday. That all depends on the finish of the Eastern Conference Final. Darren Millard here in Studio 31 at City National Arena, back in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. It is Chris Chapman. Hope you're enjoying the program. Hope you enjoyed Joan Ferguson in the first hour. The linebacker for the Vegas Nighthawks uh, was giving us uh, and walking us through advice for creating a man cave because uh, he owns started Dream Villa Designs. And uh, he designed everything, backyards, full houses, uh, rooms, closets, uh, kitchens, it all. But uh, we were focused on the uh, on the man cave. And uh, we were uh, going through a couple of different things, including uh, what kind of uh, accents you would put in it, furniture, video games, uh, as well as the number of TVs. Uh, if you had a man cave, Chapman, what would be in it? Definitely multiple televisions. Okay. I think that's a must. I'm going to have a kegerator in there. Okay. Um, Probably a, a fridge So, because I'm a big chips and salsa guy, chips and queso guy, so i got to keep the salsa and the chips. So we're and, talking full-scale full scale fridge, not one of those little bar fridges? Um, No, bar fridge is probably fine because I – but not everybody. Then again, I, I probably would have to have the full scale because maybe maybe you want to have some other alcohol or liquor and that needs to be kept cold. Booze. Yeah. So, and not everybody's a draft beer. Maybe someone wants it out of the bottle if they're coming over. So I'd, ha- I'd probably have to have the fridge to keep the beer cold. I like the idea of a stand-up arcade game too. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. So uh, I've uh, I've had a couple of man caves over the course of my life. Uh, one of the things that I did wrong when I made the man cave was I made it for uh, other people in the sense of I had it too big. Yeah, if people are coming over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know when you when you, you spend a majority of your time in the man cave? You when know you're there? Just you. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I made it too multifunctional uh, inside my man cave, and I should have made it for two or three people at most. Because that's that's very seldom do you have 40 people over. Yeah. Or even 20 people over. Small, better. Make sure there's a couple of Joey and Chandler's there. Uh, the recliners, uh, and, and and have those. Uh, have a bar. Joey and Chandler from Friends. I know, I know. I've never heard that before oh, for, yeah. for, uh, for furniture. Uh, that's what I call them. Uh, two two recliners, then a couple other seats. you, you got to be able to see the TV from the bar. The other thing that's, uh, that's tough, I should have asked Javon about this, but uh, uh, when you have multiple TVs, one of the sticklers is the remote uh, oh, ends up changing yeah, yeah. all the TVs. 
So you have to. I can't remember what it's called, uh, uh, but you got to get that extra little setup. You got to spend the money. Where if you spend, where if you change the channel on the big TV, it doesn't change all the TVs. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to be able to to control each television yeah, individually. Yeah. The, that's a that's a huge part about it. Uh, and then you you settle in and you watch the Stanley Cup final, which will be between the Colorado Avalanche and or the Tampa Bay Lightning, New York Rangers. They will play Game 6 tomorrow night in Tampa. The first road team to win in the Eastern Conference Final is Tampa by beating uh, the Rangers 3-1 last night in a closely contested game. Uh, the Rangers scored first, and then it was uh, thanks to an empty netter at the end, three straight from the Tampa Bay Lightning. If the uh, the New York Rangers are going to win this, they're going to have to find some offense from other places. One of the biggest uh revelations from this Tampa Bay Lightning team this year has been their ability just to control teams uh, wall-to-wall within a game and and, uh, just be able to frustrate them and play uh, defensively and shut them down. This isn't two years ago. This isn't last year with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the grit factor, and we addressed this a little bit yesterday, and then it came to fruition a couple of times during the game last night, they just stand up right against you, and they don't back down at all. They are in to win, and they remind me so much of the the 1982 or 1983 New York Islanders, where they're talented, but they're grizzled, and they're uh, just uh, look older than they all are. Like I, I thought the New York Islanders were all fifty uh, by the time they 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 advanced to that and won that last Stanley Cup uh, championship. They just had this way about them where uh, you can't mess with them, and that has they're not beating you by just pure talent anymore. They are just controlling uh, other teams, including the New York Rangers now. Yeah, well, I, I I think that that probably has a lot to do with the depth. But the, the, the thing is, what, what, I, what I enjoy about them is over the course of their run, they've, they've lost good players. Yeah. And they've managed to bring quality players in. Like, I think Blake Coleman, the Blake Coleman trade that they made with the Devils was, was a great deal for them. Coleman helps them win two Stanley Cups. He moves on. They find someone else to bring in and, and do the job that Blake Coleman was doing. Like, I think a guy like Pierre Edward Belmar, we all saw him here. He's yeah. a glue guy. Like he he is a he is the consummate professional. He goes out, he does exactly what he's supposed to do every single night, never complains. Perfect fit for a team like that. Obviously, John Cooper is an amazing coach. He he's proven it time and time again. But at the end of the day, I think what sets them apart is their stars seem to always be able to rise to the occasion. Like, sure, a lot of teams have great players. It's the great players who separate themselves during crunch time in the postseason. Like I look at the, a, a, a good analogy is like Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was a great baseball player, but Derek Jeter always found a way to elevate his play during the postseason. There's a reason why Derek Jeter was a Hall of Famer. Sure, he had a great regular season career, but his postseason career, it's a lot like some of the guys in the Lightning. Sure, they're great players in the regular season. But these guys are earning their paychecks in 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 the postseason, and, and that's what they've done the last couple of years. And I think that's really what separates them from the teams that they've that, that they've managed to beat in the playoffs the last couple of years. So you're you're talking about uh, restocking the Tampa Bay cupboard, 
right? Yeah. With with great players on top of departed great players. And Pierre Edward Belmar is, is a great example of that. Uh, one of the reasons uh, why Pierre Edward Belmar has changed teams the last uh, couple of years is because he's become too expensive. Yeah. And, and, he, and he gets raises, right? Well, when you when you look at, at where he is right now, you know what his salary is? I would guess somewhere about two, two and a half million, three million. How about I, one million? That's it? Yep. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe that that's all he makes. Right. You you know why he he changed teams and went to the Tampa Bay well, Lightning? Because he, over, he overplays what his contract is, I think. But he also he like he picks Tampa as much as they pick him. Yeah, they want a guy like that. Yeah, and and he had a good thing in in Colorado. Yeah, a couple of years he was there, and they were really good all the, the all the entire time he was there. Absolutely, which sets up an extremely uh, interesting and cool setup if it's Colorado against Tampa. Yeah, Belmar goes against his his, his old team. team. But but there's there's one million. He signs for two years, uh, a million each. Uh, Corey Perry, at the end of his career, and he's he's bounced around since he since he left uh, Anaheim. So he went to Dallas. He went to a final. He goes to Montreal. He lives out the dream of playing for the Montreal Canadiens, even though it's during a COVID season. And where does he go for for rock bottom dollars? He picks. Tampa Bay. Yeah, I know, and I know Pat Maroon is another guy that we're going to talk about because he seems like another guy who fits that mold and takes the money. and And he he's a little bit different in sense that uh, that he's not, I think, as offensive as the other guys. Yeah. Still scores big goals and and uh, raved about him uh, being a big big time Pat. Uh, the way he he manages to step up at the right time. But one thing that this has in common is these players are picking Tampa Bay because they want to win two. And at some point, you're not going to be able to win 10 cups in a row. But Belmar and Corey Perry in particular, and then the the backup goaltenders uh, that, that have changed, they're all picking Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's really cool to see how winning attracts other people that maybe would want more money elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we'll accept a little bit less for that shot at, at winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and I think when you get to a certain age, I think maybe getting your name on the cup becomes a little bit more important than than the salary you're making for some guys. Like Zach Bogosian, I think he was on the, the St. Louis team that won a cup, but he won it. He wants to win it again. So he takes a, a, a low deal with, with the Lightning. There he is now with an opportunity to get his name etched on that cup again. I just find it fascinating that when you look at their roster, they've got a lot of veteran players who are on inexpensive deals. And, and you know, we were, the, the free agents, I mean, obviously they've drafted really well and they've been able to bring in some good players, but the guys like Belmar, the guys like Corey Perry, Pat Maroon, even a guy like Riley Nash, who's been around for a long time, he's on their roster. So I, I find it fascinating that they're able to bring in a good mix of, of quality leader type veterans that, that just kind of fit the mold. And you're right. It's a case of, of the perfect marriage. And Belmar is a guy who, who 
I knew about his reputation in Philadelphia. I didn't realize just how impactful he was until you actually get to see him play and you get to be around him. I mean, he's he's a leader. He doesn't wear a letter on his chest, but he's a leader in the locker room. And he was always one of the first guys, if things went bad, he was always one of the first guys to go out there and take the heat and say, hey, you know what? This is on me. I need to be better. Uh, Bogosian played for Toronto last year. They stumble. He spent some time with Tampa Bay uh, a couple of years ago uh, during that uh, that sweep uh, at the hands of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Then he goes to Toronto. They don't win the cup. So he goes back to Tampa, and he wins a cup last year. And now he's in a position to win another cup. That's that's more support guy, but it's still uh, an opportunity to win rather than strike a rich. A lot of these guys, they made their cash. They have. Like Mike Smith, I was doing uh, some research today uh, for the In Goal podcast. He's made $50 million in career earnings. One one of my little side hobbies is to search career earnings of, of players uh, just to see where they are. And, and Corey Perry. Like, do that right now, Chapman. Fire up your computer okay. and type in Corey Perry career earnings. All right, let's see. And Corey. find out uh, and tell me exactly how much money he's won. So that it'll explain why he can All right, you play ready? for Dallas. You ready for this? A minimum for Montreal and, uh, and near the bottom for Tampa Bay. Yeah. I will quote Cap Friendly here. Yeah. So according to Cap Friendly, estimated career earnings, $91 million. Yeah. That's a lot of money. So, so the guy, he's still got an impact. He could still be playing and chasing money, for sure, but it's different for him now. He wants to win another Stanley Cup. It's why Joe Thornton has went done to, what he's done. Went to the, Florida, yeah. The, the last couple of years uh, and changed his perspective because of all the, the money. Uh, so they've got a luxury there. Not as much for Belmar, a career earnings. Put that one up. All right, let's like that's, see. That one's not as as extreme. Corey Perry's first-round pick and an all-world uh, player with, with the Anaheim Ducks for, for so long and, and won that championship early on. Belmar has been uh, a guy that's played a role since he since he broke into the league with Philadelphia. Yeah, his estimated career earnings, according to Cap Friendly, $9.5 million. However, I will add the caveat that I think if Pierre Edward Belmar does not wait not not that it was his decision, but if his mm-hmm. career in the NHL had started a lot earlier than what yeah. it did, because I mean, his first season in the league wasn't until 2014-15. So we're not talk we're, we're talking less than 10 years ago and he's on the wrong side of 35. So I mean that gives you an idea of just how old Pierre Belmar was when he came to the NHL and you know, he's a guy who cut his teeth like I, just a guy who I think is a, just a really admirable player. The the road he's taken, he's a guy you really root for. And yeah, while his career NHL earnings are, I, I, I say, only nine and a half compared to a guy like Corey Perry, but he's had a tough road to get here. And I think you see a lot of that in his play. Like, he plays like a guy who's had the hard road. Isn't that crazy that you can have guys on the same line? It, it, One guy's won $9 yeah. million. Dollars and they're about his, the same age. He's, he's played, uh, what, uh, seven years, eight years, $9 million in yeah. career earnings. And the other guy played a little bit longer. He's got ninety million dollars, and they're both making the 90. same ninety. <laughs> they're both on the same salary this year. That's ridiculous. I mentioned Bogosian, thirty-nine million dollars in career earnings. 
You could pick your spot a little bit more when you're the Bogosians. Yeah, yeah. When you're the Perrys. But I give I, I, I do give Belmar the credit. He's he's a guy that I, I would have thought made more than if I didn't know going in. You look at him as a player and his impact, you'd think he'd make a little more than just over the league uh minimum. Speaking of money, I got this one for you. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 series lead over the New York Rangers. Game 6 tomorrow night. Can wrap it up. Again, if they uh, if they wrap it up tomorrow night, the Stanley Cup Final will start on Wednesday. If it goes 7, then the Stanley Cup Final starts on Saturday. Uh, I'll tell you what that means, the Colorado Avalanche, during one-timers. News notes from around the National Hockey League. But uh, we, we were discussing earlier about the Adam Fox stick-breaking. I know People with kids listen to the program all the time because I, I hear from you. Uh, and uh, and Steve Levy mentioned to Mark Messier, yeah, that's $300 or what? And uh, and Mess didn't know. So I wanted to to tell everybody how much a stick, like just the, the realization of how if you're using the top-of-the-line equipment, how much it, it can be. Like, So we went through a couple of things, like stick, a tennis racket, a driver in golf, or a baseball bat. Here's the research that I've come up with. A stick in and around that same model that uh, Adam Fox is using, $339. Just found it online. Uh, so this, these are up-to-date uh, prices. $339 for a tweak. It can go. Now, if you break that stick, there's a limited warranty on it. So that's positive. Uh, that's really good. You're not out the, 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 the total cash. I know. Hey, here's a story. I, I knew a couple of guys who eventually got into trouble with manufacturers because they would break their sticks like four days before the warranty ended and then send them back. And finally, the manufacturers caught on to them and said, <laughs> no more, uh, no more. Because they were, they were using, the, the guy was a goalie. Uh, and uh, Wait, goalie's, and, goalie breaking his stick? <laughs> yeah. Well, shots, right? Um, uh, so here's tennis racket. The, sti- the hockey stick was 339 Tennis racket? Online that I just found, uh, Babolat. I don't know that brand actually. Uh, Five hundred fifty-nine dollars. Should mention that's the the sti- the racket that Rafael Nadal uses. Oh, is it? Yes. It doesn't matter uh, who uses it. No, I no, but, but that, I, 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 I can't use it worth five hundred. I've never even heard of that brand before. Like I know Head and Wilson, but I've never heard of Babolat. That surprises me that the racket is more than the the stick at three thirty-nine. But maybe you shouldn't. Now, Herma, uh, we're talking drivers now in golf. $849. Ouch. For one club driver. You better be able to hit a lot of fairways and be well down. I need a new driver, too. Badly. The guy I was playing with uh, the other day was making fun of me because <laughs> I don't hit it far down the fairway. I, I can hit fairways, but I don't hit it very far. And he was all over me about uh, how I needed to upgrade my equipment. But I can tell you this, I ain't spending 849 plus tax on a driver. So when you get out on the island, guys are going to make fun of you with your clubs? They're going to laugh at you? Guaranteed. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know what? Uh, I'm, I've got thick skin. And I'll probably, at the end of the day, win money. Ah. Here's baseball bat. Louisville Slugger. This is uh, aluminum. I didn't price the wood. Woods are uh, woods are a lot. Of, I think the woods are cheaper than yeah. 
Yeah, uh, but the uh, aluminum baseball bats, four hundred and ninety nine dollars. Wow. So everything, like I was, I started this with sticks are expensive, and like that was a that was a costly one for Adam Fox. But then he had to chase down and defend. But would parents be more upset or concerned about the chance against them, or the three thirty nine? And you and I both agree the three thirty nine. Yes. But then you look at at tennis rackets. Well, how about when when you watch a player in tennis when they when they get really smash angry it? and they smash it like McEnroe. Granted, those were the old wood rackets that McEnroe used to. But you, from yeah, at time least you to can time, start a fire with that. Yeah, from time to time you'll see someone smash their graphite racket, and you're like, oh boy, that's that's not cheap. Conduct violation. Yeah, Mister Chapman. Oh, oh, conduct I, violation. I would be unimaginable on the tennis court. But the sticks two hundred and change less than the the racket. That's unbelievable. It's more than half price less than the driver, and it's a hundred and a half less than the the baseball bat. I think we've got we've got the right sport, the most economical one. Yeah. However, yeah, I will I will say that uh, the difference is with tennis, with baseball. With golf, well, golf golf is probably more expensive, but you don't have to buy a lot of other equipment if you're playing tennis. What do you buy? Maybe a headband, a pair of sneakers? Oh, oh, what? When you're playing what, the what racket. Do you, what, what, what do you play? Well, what, when you're playing you, tennis, the, the racket's expensive. but you Okay, can, what you, else do you buy? You go and buy a headband and, and maybe a pair of sneakers, or you will need to buy a pair of sneakers. But hockey, the stick is... Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yes. Headband? Yeah. Oh, I totally wear a headband. Who wears a headband? I would. No, 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 no. You don't wear a headband. If you show up wearing a headband <laughs> to play tennis with me, <laughs> I'm leaving. I've got one of those cool headbands. It's like there's no it, such thing as a no. Cool it's not. Headband. It's not like the, that old material where it's got the cotton and it's got the little balls that are hanging on. No, it's like it's like one of those uh, stretchy that you kind of. I, I wear it at the gym. Either that or I'll wear a bandana at the gym. But, uh, yeah, the, the headbands are cool. You can wear a bandana if you play tennis with them. You're not wearing a headband. <laughs> no, 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 no chance. My goodness. No, I don't I don't wear the bandana like a pirate. I, I, I tie it around my head like like a headband. Why don't you, why don't you wear the, uh, the headband and I'll make you walk the plank like a pirate. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Uh, when we continue, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. It's one-timers, and I got the story of a trade coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. What, what, what a layoff for the Colorado Avalanche. One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. The Avalanche are looking at an eight-day gap between games at the minimum. If the New York Rangers win tomorrow night, it's 11 days between games going into the Stanley Cup Final. It's almost like game one for the Avs in either situation is going to be a roll of the ice uh, or a throwaway. When you look what happened to the Tampa Bay Lightning between games or rounds two and three and how it affected 
that group, and they've been through this a few times, winning back-to-back titles. And John Cooper admitting that layoff really affected them, and it took them a while to find their, their groove. They lost the first two games against the New York Rangers. As much as the Colorado Avalanche have been dominant so far with a 12-2 and record through three rounds, I'd be really concerned for the Avalanche and almost, in a weird way, cheering for Tampa Bay to win tomorrow night so they can get back to work. Yeah, but I still think they'd rather play the Rangers in Tampa Bay. Um, Obviously, you don't want to give games away in the Stanley Cup, but I think you'd still rather play the Rangers than, than Tampa in that situation. But long layoff is a long layoff, and I, I think when the uh, the Golden Knights made the Stanley Cup final, there was a long layoff between the Western Conference final and the beginning yeah. of the Stanley Cup, and they won game one, but it never really seemed like they found their game after beating Winnipeg, and I mean, it's not an excuse, but I wonder how much that layoff actually had an effect on them. Uh, if Tampa wins tomorrow, they will have three days between games. That's good. I would imagine Get a that's little a little rest. more ideal. You got, uh, you got, uh, there's a lot goes on. People have no idea behind the scenes how much happens when a team wins the conference title because you need uh, tickets, you need uh, to arrange family coming in, uh, all that uh, distraction. Everybody wants to be around you, but uh, you got to find them other accommodations because you don't want them around you uh, because of uh, the task at hand. And it only gets heightened from there. And when you get into a position where you could possibly win the Stanley Cup, then you got to put the parents on the plane, the uh, extended family on the plane to get over there. So uh, hopefully the Colorado Avalanche have been able to get ahead of some of that stuff uh, in the last few days. Now they're practicing every – they practice back-to-back days, and then they take a day off. They practice back-to-back days, and they take a day off. Uh, that's their schedule right now, and uh, they've been working on a couple other things and getting them healthy. But uh, I, I really do uh, worry about the layoff having an effect on the Colorado Avalanche. Where it's been good is they can get both goaltenders really in a groove. I don't know who's going to start Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. Uh Pavel Francouz took over from Darcy Kemper uh, against Edmonton when Kemper uh, had to leave the game. Uh, I'm, I'm told some some vision issues there. But Kemper says he's finally 100% healthy. I think they go back to Kemper. Yeah, I do too. I, I, he's been their guy. I, I think he is their guy. I, and I think they'll, they'll lean on him. I mean, obviously, if he's bad, it's good to know that you've got a guy right behind him who's been played really well when he's been called upon. But because of the layoff... I wonder if Colorado starts Pavel Francouz and throws Francouz to the Wolves a little bit and says, win the game for us or just take one for us and then we'll go back to Kemper. Now, is that because he's played more recently? Yeah. Okay. And you've got this decision to make. And if Kemper's really your guy, which he is, why put him in that unfavorable situation where he can get if you think it's going to be a real yeah. struggle give it to the other guy i think there's some real merit to that yeah i i could see that i, I might I, be overthinking it. i think you're probably overthinking it a little bit but i could see that as well i i just think colorado feels like they're probably good enough to where it doesn't matter who they have in net 
but I guess there's a reason why I'm not a coach in the NHL and I'm behind a microphone and a board. Okay, another uh, Google quest for you. Yes. Claude Giroux, career earnings. Okay. And, and I ask you to do that as I tell everybody that uh, he has uh, talked to the Florida Panthers. It, he said that it's definitely interesting to return to the Florida Panthers. Remember, he played 1,000 games for the, and I mean that, 1,000 games for the Philadelphia Flyers and then was traded at the deadline to the Stanley Cup contending uh, Florida Panthers who got to the second round. And Bill Zito, the general manager, hopes to re-sign Claude Drew. The problem is they're up against it with a cap. They owe uh, Keith Yandel $5.4 million on the buyout next year. Oh. So they're, 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 it's $82.5 million, the salary cap next year, but they, they lose... Five million of that uh, to to the buyout, so they they are having to make some decisions. Giroux's thirty four. If, he, if he's going to go back, he's going to have to to Florida and have a chance to win a Stanley Cup. He's going to have to negotiate a lower salary. What's his career earnings? Seventy eight million dollars for All Claude right. Giroux. Okay, so if he's going to seventy eight million dollars, now the general manager knows this. He's going to work that angle all day long. <laughs> I would. What What do you think a fair price for Claude Giroux would be next year, given that he's made $70 million, he still wants to win a Stanley Cup, but he probably wants to be paired, paid pretty fairly. 34, he's not over the over the, the hill. Yeah. Well, he was making 8.25 or .275 yeah. last year, so almost eight and a quarter, a little more than that. You don't want to get another the league minimum off of that no no i i i think somewhere between four and five million is probably where That's too much you think so yeah uh i i don't know i i i think there's if i'm claude Giroux, i think there's maybe other contenders out there who could give me four to five million but i i, I would play the market if i'm him hmm. uh there's there's a weird thing going on between arizona and vancouver Remember they hooked up in that big trade last year? That was a goofy trade, too. Yeah, I, I still don't understand why you trade Connor Garland. Well, he was up for a... Uh, he's making too much money. Oh, I mean, he's a good player. But but you you also got rid of Oliver Ackman Larson's contract. What an albatross that turned out to be. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was already there. Now, Vancouver, they have to trim salary. Because they, they've got uh, uh, JT Miller... That they they have to sign, uh, and a couple other players that uh, that are right, like really got some uh, tough ones uh, and tough decisions to make uh, with uh, Brock Besser and, and so forth. The talk now is that Vancouver is talking to Arizona about taking on some salary for them. <laughs> Makes no sense. They're, these are they're unfortunately these are two organizations that can't seem to get things right. No, take it out of their own way. It, yeah, it, it, it just is emphasized by the fact that they're going to maybe work together again to shed salary this time, going the other direction. Yeah, it's like what? Why do you even do that other deal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why? I mean, and and the Ekman Larson deal, that's bad. Like, there's bad contracts, and then there's that. Yeah, I, I love Connor Garland though. Oh he, yeah, he he's so team. good. Any day. Uh, we've got a trade to report. The Dallas Stars and the Buffalo Sabres. The Sabres acquired Ben Bishop, the goaltender, along with the Stars' seventh-round draft pick uh, in July in exchange for future considerations. 
Ben Bishop will not play again after uh, several serious injuries, but uh, he has a cap hit of $4.9 million. Dallas gets out from under that, and they don't have to pay the actual salary of $3.5 million. Now, why does Buffalo really do this? Because it's for future considerations. Well, this is the, the fascinating part of the salary cap, is Buffalo needs Ben Bishop's money because they have just over $41 million in committed salary for next year. So they have to hit the, the floor. The floor is 62. Oh, my gosh. If you want to shed salary right now on a one-year basis, you're working with Kevin Adams like he is your twin brother. Well, here, here's one for you. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, and it would be absolutely absolute lunacy for the Blackhawks to make a move where they trade Debrinket, but if I'm Buffalo, I'm on the phone with Chicago for Debrinket. You've got three first round picks. You've gotta you've gotta hit that salary floor. That's a guy who, who would eat up a large chunk of that. He was. He would, but uh but I'm not sure Dallas or uh, sorry, Buffalo is interested in taking on long term salary right now. I think they're they're still developing and waiting for some other things to happen when they're in contention. They'll take on the, the, the bigger name salary. I think right now it's just they're interested in dead money just to get them to the floor. Uh, the NHL awards are going to be uh, uh, handed out through a new broadcast, not the, the regular one that we see in Vegas in non-COVID situations, uh, but either uh, uh, Tampa, New York, uh, in, the, uh, in the Stanley Cup final, and it'll air on ESPN. You know who's going to host it? Did you see that? No, I did not. Uh, Keenan Thompson. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He, he He's done a bunch of them. I, I remember getting to talk to him at uh, the last one that we had here. He's so funny. Like, I love seeing him on, on Saturday Night Live, and now he's doing television commercials, and he was great at the awards, and he's really fun when you get to talk to him. I love Keenan Thompson. I mean, I've been a fan of his since I was a kid because he was on Nickelodeon when I was a teenager, and he was in Good Burger with Kel, Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Just great, great, funny guy. Love that he's a part of it again. And, of course, Mighty Ducks. How about how about this? He's been part of Saturday Night Live for 19 years. That's amazing. Yeah. Is that a record? I, I didn't I didn't realize that. I don't know. <laughs> Neither no, do I'm I. Not, That's I, why, I, I'm not I, a big I, SNL guy, but I do like him. I, now, my I, kid I, likes I, SNL. He watches it. He told me to ask him about Black Jeopardy. Because oh, that's one of the big skits. It is uh, the the Jeopardy. Uh, this is one of the greatest ones of all time. Uh, Ryan Miller. Speaking of the Buffalo Sabers, uh, this this won't be any way to. Uh, they're not going to bring it back. That would be a real reach uh, <laughs> as far as spending money. Uh, they they already have an old guy in Craig Anderson, who's expected to finish his career out uh, with, with the Buffalo Sabers next year. But Ryan Miller will have his number thirty retired by the Sabers next season. Are you surprised? No, no. I mean, he's been, he was a really good goalie for them. I think took him, took him not to a final, right? Took him to a Eastern Conference final. They lost to Carolina, maybe. Memory's a little foggy on that, but he was, he's been a good goalie for a long time with them. And I mean, obviously an Olympian. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not shocked at all. I, I think that's a good move for the Sabres. Look, you've got to do something to drum up interest. And he's a, he's a guy that a lot of fans who are still around with the, the Sabres. They can look back and say, yeah, this guy was great not too long ago. So so maybe the, the good times aren't that far away again. But 
I like Ryan Miller. I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. He will be the eighth player to have his number retired by the Sabres. Joining Tim Horton, uh, Rick Martin, Gilbert Perot, number 11, Rennie Robert, and then we get into uh, Danny Gare. Danny Gare? I love Danny Gare. Uh, Pat LaFontaine. Ah, superstar. And who am I missing? Mogilney? Did they retire his number? No. Really? No. Dominic Hasek. Ah, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So, a couple of uh, pretty good goaltenders. Imagine that being, uh, like, when you look up and you go, okay, well, could I imagine this lineup uh, together? That's a pretty good lineup, although uh, you're a little short defenseman. Uh, <laughs> but Dominic Hasek and Ryan Miller. Yeah. Ryan Miller won a Vezin Trophy with the uh, with the Buffalo Sabres. They'll win you a lot of games. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said he's had his phone light up multiple times by several different teams since the Boston Bruins uh, made the decision to part ways with the coach. And he said, at the end of the day, do I still want to be in Boston? Absolutely. Do I want to coach in this league? Yes. As soon as possible. It's what I do. It's what I do as a coach and i just love it hmm. so there you go uh that's going to be uh the uh big three between whether or not uh barry trotz bruce cassidy and pete DeBoer, uh on the market right now thought, and then it's everybody else uh competing uh against them but those are your uh your bigger name coaches i would put rick Tockett in that mix uh Certainly, uh, Jim Montgomery uh, on that list. Uh, Luke Richardson has permission uh, from the Montreal Canadiens to interview with other teams. Uh, I would uh, like to see him as a coach, but I I think between the three big guys, Montgomery and Tockett, those are five jobs, and you've got eight jobs available. It's wild. If If you're a head coach right now and you're looking to land a job, the odds are in your favor. Uh, we're going to uh, take a break. Catching up with Chapman is coming up, but uh, those are your one-timers presented by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Christopher. Hi, Darren. I thought you uh, started the weekend earlier. No, no, no. Close. We've only got a couple minutes left before the weekend, but... Uh, Saw the news this morning as a big, big soccer fan. Very, very cool that Allegiant Stadium in middle of July will play host to three huge, huge soccer games. But one of them stands out from the other two. Not to say the other two aren't cool, but this one in particular, Real Madrid will be taking on Barcelona at Allegiant Stadium. It's only the fourth time that those two teams, they play in Spain, obviously. the big They're the two kings of Spain. And uh, they play something called El Clasico. Not quite that that we're going to get in a preseason friendly, but to get two of the probably four or five biggest clubs in the world playing a game at Allegiant Stadium against each other, only the fourth time they've ever played each other outside the, the country of Spain and only the second time they will ever play each other in the United States. Last time was in 2017, took place in Miami. This one, I believe it's July 23rd. And one of those other dates, Juventus. They are the kings of Italy. They will be coming to Allegiant Stadium and playing a game against uh, Chivas, who is one of the biggest clubs in Mexico. So 
Really, really cool summer if you like soccer. Of course, the other game, Chelsea and Club America. So I'm stoked for that. I probably won't be able to go to all three. Why not? Well, because work commitments and, and you know, it's not going to be cheap to go to those games. But if I was going to go to one, I'm definitely going to see Real Madrid and Barcelona. Like, I've seen both clubs play. I only got to see one of them play in their home stadium. I saw Real Madrid in a friendly here. What would you rather go? Which one would you rank them in order? That's the first. I would love to see Juventus just because they're. I, I have Italian heritage and they're the best team in the history of Italy. So I think that would probably be second. Chelsea and Club America, I wish they both could lose. That's the kind of game I, I, I feel about those two. But uh, yeah, they're Real Madrid and Barcelona, absolutely incredible that they're going to be playing in Allegiant Stadium. Oh, would you wear a... Buy a kit and go and go. No, because I I don't particularly like either team. Real Madrid just beat my Liverpool in the European Championship for the second time in four years, so I'm not not exactly thrilled about that. But uh, two storied clubs, and and I I certainly would not be showing up in a supporters kit. But uh, there'll be a lot of talent on the field when those two teams get together. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, those games. Also, Game Six of the Stanley Cup Final, uh, summer, sorry, semifinal, the Eastern Conference Championship Series uh, between the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers uh, tomorrow night. Uh, that's a five o'clock start, four o'clock over at the Dollar Loan Center. The Vegas Nighthawks uh, getting back to uh, local action. Uh, our buddy Javon Ferguson uh, will be uh, on the field uh, tomorrow as they take on San Diego, and he's my my new favorite. Vegas Nighthawk uh, because of his uh, time today talking man cave and setting things up and giving us the uh, the most uh, over or underappreciated underappreciated part of a man cave and that being the furniture so if you're if you're doing a man cave right now you're setting it up make sure you put in the comfy stuff yes. Joey and the Chandler that's important yeah gonna, gonna don't overlook that don't get too focused on the fridge and the bar and the TV. Those are all good. Those are all vital. And the sports paraphernalia. But you got to have a place to sit and uh, and chill out. Uh, have fun, buddy. Have a great weekend. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Going to have a good weekend. We should do this more often. Yeah, kick Ryan out. No, I just meant do the show more often. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you went there right away. Kick Ryan out. I can't wait to tell him. <laughs> We say the same about you when you're not here. (laughs) Have a good weekend, everybody. Uh, Stay safe. Uh, You've been listening to Fox Sports Las Vegas.